My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. What's going on, guys? Bryce here with the Inbound Secret again, and we've got Stefan Steers with us today. It's actually Stephen Steers, but all good. Okay, Stephen <laughs> Steers. Steph- hey, all I, did, all I did was say it the British way, okay? I just said it Fair the play. British way. <laughs> so, that actually, before we get too far into this, uh, my girlfriend got me into watching this show called The Crown, right? Mm-hmm which is about Queen Elizabeth and like her, her come up for the second Elizabethan period. And like, we know her as Elizabeth, right? Like that's, that's the world pronunciation. Turns out we've been fucking it up this whole time. So, <laughs> so in the show, she's called Lilibet. And I was like, wait, is that, is that really what it is? So I Google it. Turns out, that's the proper way to say that name. <laughs> and we've just been, we just screwed it up so much. It's now a thing. So <laughs> I like it. What's the nickname people give you that has nothing to do with Bryce? Or Preston. Preston. Yes. I don't, hey. I don't know how that happened, but it's been a thing. <laughs> so okay. we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. <laughs> it just just screwing up everybody's name. That's going to be how we start the show from now on. Yes. What's what's your name, Dave? All right, Johnny is on. <laughs> Leave everybody with a nickname. That'll be the new tradition for your podcast. That'll be the new Leave thing. The new yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, <clears throat> I don't know. You've listened to a few of these. This is your first oh, time on. being on. Uh, are you are you there? Did we lose you already? We're right at the beginning of the show. What happened? No. <laughs> Steven. Steven. Stefan. Maybe if I say it fancy, he'll come back. Mr. Steers. Are you there? Is you there? Aha! I see you again. Are you back? Guys, he disappeared. Oh, he's back. Ah, he's back. He made it back before we had to put on hold music. <clears throat> so it's actually pretty funny. I had um, I had a friend of mine named Conrad, and he does like lead gen primarily for contractors. Uh, and he does like the conversational approach. And he was having a ton of connection issues on his episode. So like he went away and I put on Jeopardy music and then I put on like elevator music. And then I just put on, like, I ended up just switching it up and going to like Dax and then playing like, (laughs) I just ended up going through like this stream for like 20 minutes where I was just kind of like talking shit and playing music. (laughs) So like, if you, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to Conrad's episode and like, 
right in the middle there's just like 20 minutes of just random bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah. i love it i, love I was it. about to have to do that with you man i was about to have to do that with you now well, i in- guess during talking to my internet connection while i was away and uh i said be strong and perfect response yeah so so i'm getting a nipsey hustle vibe from you if if we have to do if we have to do hold music i'm just gonna throw on some nipsey hustle i'm a huge fan of nipsey hustle <laughs> rest, cool. in peace. rest in peace <laughs> right on man well like i was saying it's your first time being a guest on thank you for making it today i know it's saturday and you're in a beautiful part of the world and probably have better things to look at than my face well so- i have a window in front of me so i'm looking at those things too Oh, so you got this. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the pleasure of meeting, what, about a month ago now? I think so, man. It's gone just, quickly. Yeah, just about a month. And we got the chance to get to know each other a little bit, help each other out a little bit, get you set up for a bunch of success. You've taken action on those. But that's not what this show's about. This show's about really just providing information, value, tips, tricks, strategy, access, and just an insight look into really no better way to put it than the entrepreneurial mind. Amen. Because we're, we're kind of crazy. So <laughs> like full disclosure. Just a little bit. Just a little, just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I always like to start with just letting you give yourself a quick introduction Highlight the good stuff. Highlight the bad stuff. I don't care. Whatever you want to talk about in today's episode, it's no holds barred. We're going to go for about 30 minutes. So pack as much value as you can into that 30 minutes. And at the end, I'm going to let you drop a hook, let you do your little elevator pitch, let you tell the people where they can find you, how to contact you, and what you can do for them. Fair? All right. Fair play. Sounds good, man. Once again, thank you so much for having me, dude. And I appreciate all the actionable tips you gave me, which are working, which is also really exciting. So, hey, everyone. My name is Steven Steers. I'm a New York City native. I've now relocated to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, because I didn't want to live in a dumpster fire. So, <laughs> get that. Anyway, and I've got sunshine and beach five blocks away, which is amazing for my mental health. So, before I tell a little bit more about myself, if you're thinking about making a move anywhere, just do it, because... It will work out well for you if you approach it with the right mindset. Same in life and in business, which is a good segue. I am a sales and a public speaking coach, and I work on multiple different projects. And I've worked with around shy of 300 companies from 17 different countries on go-to-market strategy, building sales processes that work. And through that work, I've gotten some cool opportunities to talk on stages with sometimes what I feel are people who I have no business sharing the stage with. For example the chairman and CEO of JetBlue, the chairman and CEO of 1-800-Flowers, multiple best-selling authors, and uh, authors rather, and I don't have a book, I don't have a huge following, and that's the type of stuff that excites me and I think is what entrepreneurship is about, right? It's hacking your way into different things and learning how to blow them up and help other people get that value. So I'm super excited about this year because if you did this year right, you had to ask yourself some really hard questions as an entrepreneur, questions I didn't want to ask myself, wasn't looking for the answers, but once I got around to them, I'm ecstatic that I was able to answer those questions. So that's a little bit about me and looking forward to chopping it up with you today, Chris. Or Preston, sorry. <clears throat> You're just keeping that trend, huh? keeping the trend. Yeah. So I've got to ask, I've got some construction going on here 
here at my house where I'm at up in Idaho, and it's god awful cold here. It's it, earlier I was talking about it's like 32 degrees right now. That's like the normal for the next three to four months of my life. And we got some rock stars over here just installing HVAC into our subfloor. And I think the next thing's going to be they're actually replacing the subfloor and the floor for all the laminate sections. Wow. And it's freezing outside. Now, you, you've got a ton of construction going on over in your neck. Yes. Are, are you rebuilding the house? What, what do you got going on there? I'm not rebuilding <clears throat> anything. They're actually across the street building a brand new building. And okay. here in Mexico, they work basically seven days a week. And it's the way, and it rains a lot here too. So these guys work from like seven in the morning till 10 at night. And they're just cutting and grinding and doing what those boys do. So full respect to them and their families because they are working their asses off, even though it's a little noisy. I mean, power to you. Somebody needs to give a lesson to some, like not the guys here, the guys at my house are rock stars right now, but like, you go around and you see like a commercial development here in the United States and God help you if it's government run, cause it's going to take <laughs> fucking nine years for them to put up one goddamn building. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, they've been, so I moved to Idaho, right? In 2000. Why? The, I came from, <laughs> <laughs> I came, I came from Seattle, moved to Idaho in 2000. And when me and the family moved here, the freeway was under construction. They were, widening it the same fucking freeway is still under construction <laughs> they've made it like 50 miles maybe in 20 goddamn years <laughs> in the same respect i watched a youtube video of japan put up an entire fucking freeway in like two days <laughs> Dude, actually, funny thing about that, I think that's a, a great analogy for entrepreneurship, right? So one of the things a lot of people are afraid of, it's like, oh, look at these big incumbent players in an industry, man. They have all the resources. They have all the manpower. They can get so much more done than I can. And sure, if they could actually concentrate on doing it, as an entrepreneur, one of the things we all talk about is freedom. We want to make the money we want. We want to have the impact we want. But here's one of the things. One of our biggest advantages is a short decision tree. So if it's just you, if it's you and like two other people on your team, it's like, yo, what are you seeing out here? All right, fuck it. Let's go do that shit. <clears throat> and the big companies you're going against have to talk to their boss, this other boss, someone at another office, coordinate, get on a meeting, schedule it. Somebody's not feeling well. Like there's a lot of bullshit and inefficiencies that you can tackle if you're willing to be nimble and move around. And I think that's what's a huge motif in my life as an entrepreneur and as hard as it is, that's why I'm still here. That's why I've survived through COVID so far. And that's why I know I'm going to be successful going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, when, when COVID was coming down, I'm grateful and, and blessed to be able to say that I hired during COVID. I didn't have to let anybody go. Nice. And, and that's with us closing down client acquisition, focusing just on our current clients, trying to figure out how to pivot to help clients in spaces that we help them and building out We've got six new courses, a new syndicate, two new coaching programs, and 18 pieces of software that are coming out in 2021. And when COVID came, like we were like, well, fuck, all of our clients do face-to-face -face stuff. What do we do? <laughs> and we were like, boom, sell digital pre-sells for everything they do. So we helped contractors that did like kitchen remodels sell the blueprints, 
the get the paperwork done, get the filing done, get the permitting done, get the plan done, purchase the assets, have the assets delivered and have a game plan ready that they sold at 50% the cost of the job. So they were still operating just virtually. They wouldn't have to go into a home. And then once COVID released, they could then go finish the job at the home if that person wanted it, or they could hand it to somebody else because they had everything taken care of. <clears throat> we helped real estate agents go virtual and start competing against like EXP and Zillow. We've helped other agencies rebuild their programs to be able to help virtually. We've done coaching and consulting. We've helped pivot most of our clients to a virtual space where they weren't before. But more importantly than that, we had to take a big look at ourselves. We were like, fuck, right? <clears throat> but rather than just sitting there, because it's a short decision tree, right? I've got 115 total contractors that can work for us. About 30 to 40 of them are active at any given time. And there's like two people that I'm sole owner of the company. So if I want, I could make an executive decision, but there's like two other people. I run it by my CEO and I run it by a partner, right? If we're all in agreement, we just do the thing. So, <laughs> so when COVID came and we were like, well, we can't help certain people. What do we do? We build new shit. That's what we do. Deal, deal. Let's do it. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You just got to be honest with yourself around going after the things you're curious about and taking a bet. Yeah. And, and not being afraid to fucking fall on your goddamn face. Cause like, I've, I've, I have eaten it many times, but I'm a big fan and may, and I know most entrepreneurs are at least everybody that I associate with is like, we're not, we're not the people that are like, if I fail, it's going to be a small failure. No, if we're failing, we're hitting the ground fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we fail as hard as fucking possible. Cause, <laughs> cause there's no, like, one of my favorite statements is from Parks and Rec, and it's don't half-ass two things, full-ass one thing. Oh, and full-ass. And that's, that's like how all <laughs> of us do it. We get our mindset on this project, whatever it is, and we just go fucking, we full-ass that one project. And if we fail, we fail hard enough that we're going to hit that ground and we're going to bounce the fuck up or we're just stuck. It's, <laughs> there's There's... There's no in between. There's no like, oh, I scraped my knee. I learned a lesson. It's like, nah, that bitch is gone. <laughs> I have no more knees. My knees are yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing about that too, I was actually talking to like a young buck. He's like 18 years old and mm -hmm. he's, he started his sales career at 18. Right and I'm just like, man, I <clears> wish <throat> I did that at 18. Right? He's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, what, what would you say I should be, if you have any advice for me? And I was like, dude, you have the entire world at your fingertips. So for any of our younger listening, uh, younger listeners here, if your parents let you listen to this, whatever, if you are thinking about starting a company or getting into sales or whatever, just fucking do it. Here's why. Your biggest asset is your youth and inexperience. You have this small window as an 18, 17 year old kid where people like us would be like, yo, like I wanna help you. You have gumption, you have balls. Like I wanna give you all the resources. So you're, you got it all down. That's something you need to take advantage of. That's one. And then two, as you mentioned, we fall on our face. If you're standing here and you fall on your face, you're actually further ahead than when you started. Because yeah. now you've got these lessons and learnings. Yeah. So why are you not moving forward, brother? <laughs> like, jump in and just fucking do it. Because at well, worst case, you can get a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, people are always fucking hiring. 
Right. Worst yeah. case scenario, you fucking eat shit. You fail hard. I right, that job's still there. They're still hiring people, but it ain't going nowhere. But at least you tried. But you're gonna learn and, a lot. And, from yeah, it. and you have CEO experience or managing yeah. a project well, from front to back. Like, it means a and lot here and here's another thing. The first item that you talked on 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 youth and experience, why it's so valuable to people like us, is a lot of the times when we hire older people or more experienced people, or we ourselves become more experienced, we get jaded. Somebody coming in that's fresh, they just got some fucking huevos. They don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, I'll fucking do that. Done. Where we're like, eh, I don't, yeah. But they're just already fucking out running, closing deals. And we're just like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to knock a door today. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that fucking that drive to just go do something because you're not jaded. You, you haven't experienced all the shit that jades people as they get older and more experienced is fucking valuable. <laughs> it really is, man. It really is. And I'm, I'm almost jealous of some of the things that kids at 18 can get access to now that I only dreamed about, but it couldn't, it could never have thought could have happened. So like, yeah, get out there and just do it, man. You're not going to lose anything. Yeah. Well, especially now, like everybody's talking about, this is a hot topic for me because I actually love this conversation. Everybody's talking about how COVID's kicked him in the taint, how it's knocked him down, how it's, how it's really kind of been detrimental to them. Right. <clears throat> and while some people have been dramatically affected by this and our heart goes out to you, we're here to help if you need anything. But to those of you that are in sales or you got into sales, or you own a business, or you're a solopreneur, or you're a small business owner, or you're an executive, you've got no goddamn excuse in the book that you can think of that gives you a reason to not win in today's market, even with a worldwide pandemic. You can start and run a fucking business from an iPhone in like two hours. It's 2020. Fuck your excuse on why you couldn't do this corporate meeting or why your events can't go virtual. Fuck yes, they can. What a good friend of mine, she introduced me to, she does virtual events. That's what she does, right? And she introduced me to a couple people that I didn't even think you could monetize. One of these, one of these women is a stay-at-home mom, if I remember correctly, who has a virtual event where she's a mixologist, a virtual mixologist. And she monetizes the fuck out of that thing. She basically took the binging with Babish style show and made it about booze and streams events and charges clientele and gets subscribers and gets followers. And she monetized that shit. You can't tell me that your $100 million event that you used to throw in a Westin, you can't put online and do the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lack of creativity. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, right? Like, but that's the other part of where we're talking about entrepreneurs. We don't have the luxury of not being able to make a decision about shit. Yeah. We just don't have it. So it's like, yo, fuck it. I need to decide by today or I'm fucked. So let's make a decision here and let's go with it. Because yeah, people are like, yeah, they got to run it through all these channels. It's bullshit. Well, because one of two things happens with an entrepreneur. 
we either make the decision like we know we're supposed to, or we don't and we fuck ourselves. And then we have to figure out how to get ourselves out of the situation that we just fucking put ourselves in. Unfucking yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And both, both happened quite frequently. Like just the other day we've got, and I was with Trey, Trey was on, and this was a couple of weeks ago now. And in his podcast, we're doing a recording and I, I accidentally hit the fucking space button and stopped the recording for who the fuck knows how long in the middle of this show. Okay. So it was one of those moments. Do I stop and start it over or do I just go now? Nah, fuck it. I'll just go. And the reason I did it is because one of the things I built my brand on is real, raw, relevant, transparent content. If you don't like it, you're not in my audience. <laughs> yeah. If, if you like the fact that I'm going to fuck something up at some point, you're going to watch it happen. <laughs> then welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. It's who you are, right? Like it's, that's, that's one thing, man. Like, so a lot of the work that I do as well in, in, in our space, man, a lot of these people just do the same things as everyone else. And they're modeling like one other person completely. Nobody's yeah. showing up as who the hell they are. So like one of the things I, I got introduced to, to Preston from another <laughs> on, on Facebook, who's just like, yo, you guys get it. Like you need to meet, right? Yeah. Like there's that synergy of personality of outlook and everything like this. And if you weren't showing up with the flaws, whatever you want to call them, just natural character, we wouldn't have that connection. I wouldn't be here on a Saturday being like, yo, like you get to chop it up and talk shit. Like that's the thing that is the most unique differentiating part of your business that most people don't embrace, don't utilize. And that's why they fucking suck. <laughs> well, that, that, uh, the perfect segue, perfect segue. Okay. So I always like to talk about three topics on this show and it's three to whoever's relevant in the conversation. In this case, you today. The third one is going to be like your your last gold nugget drop, your contact. But the first two, you're, you just started the perfect segue. Individualism and brand identity. <clears throat> we historically, like as people, as society, got this. I don't know where the fuck it started, but we got this mentality where like you and your business are completely fucking separate entities. And somehow that got drilled into society's core beliefs, but we don't even follow that own rule in our own lives because the people that are preaching like, no, you and your business have to be separate. You can't talk politics when it's business. You can't talk family when it's business. You can't talk kids when it's business. We'll go out and be like, dude, Jeff Bezos's company is fucking killing it right now. Like how, if they're separate, how the fuck do you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> so my question that and i know everybody listening wants to know this how do you think as a society we get over this ingrained mentality of separation when in reality the most impactful companies and think about it the last covid hit this year 10 years ago 10 of the 15 largest tech companies in the world today were founded in garages and apartment buildings and fucking broom closets and now they're fucking ruling it i mean fuck slack just got purchased by who just bought slack it was from microsoft <clears throat> it was for billions of dollars oh <laughs> and slack's not an old company stripe it was founded by two irish brothers 
after they had a little eBay store company that started and they moved to Silicon Valley like 10 years ago. Stripe is huge. huge. Now I'm not a big fan of Stripe, but all them fees. They have yeah. they have a purpose. They they serve a market. That market just doesn't happen to be mine. How do you think as a people, as societies worldwide? And this is really pointed to the solopreneur, the want to be entrepreneur, the entrepreneur, the business owner, the the self-sufficient or the person leaving their nine to five because they're just sick of it. How do you think we get society as a totality to get over this false belief that business and personal is separate? Well, I'm going to say it depends, but my first answer is I don't want it to. Why? Why? Because I think that makes our experience that much more valuable. And that allows for our tribe to be that much more relevant and with deeper connections because like there, there's a placard if you, I'll, I'll point, I'll tag you on it on my Instagram, but it basically says pawn your dream for a nine to five. We need those nine to five people because yeah. they're who we can sell to and we'll always have a market to sell to if yeah. those people go there. So that's number one. So I would say we need those people to stay in their fearful and locked in box and and have that because that gives us our space over here to, to run around and not deal with all that bullshit. So that's number one. But to answer your question, as far as like how we get people to believe they're not separate, I think what you, you need to do is show people that who they are is actually more important than what they do. So yep. one of the questions like back in the day, like I'm a monster at events. I meet tons of people, generate tons of leads. Like I love that, that's my space. You put me in a room, I'm gonna run it. That's my thing. But I, one of the questions most people ask first is, what do you do? And I cut them off whenever they ask me that. And I'm like, no, a better question is, what do you like to do? So let's start with you. What do you like to do? Because that gives you an idea of who the person is. Who gives a fuck what they do? So people, let me just so, this up real, quick, real quick. The thing is, people need to understand, you need to connect as people first before business happens. 100%. And if, and if people don't do that, then they're thinking everything's separate because people buy you first. Yeah. Lead with who you are and everything else will come into concert together. Back to you. So, so I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I was actually trying to add a question into what you were saying. And it. I don't know if you follow, uh, what the fuck is his name? It's not Garrett White. It's uh, bah, 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 bah. It's going to drive me crazy. Another, bit, another big influence and it's going to drive me fucking batty. Hold on. You remember, drop it in. I'm going to remember later. I'll drop it in later. I may even just put it in the comments of this fucking stream. But the there's this gentleman online. Everybody knows him. His name is on the tip of my tongue, and it's driving me fucking crazy. But he just recently did a video. He got interviewed by, I want to say real biz owners, but that's not right. He got interviewed by, maybe it was Bold. And in the interview, he was talking about that same topic. And what he was talking about, he's like, <laughs> but he talked about it in a different sense. He wasn't talking about how to make the connection. He was talking about how to respond to that question. You, the solopreneur, you, the business owner, how do you respond? And the question is always, what do you do? And most people respond, let's say you're a realtor. Most people respond with, I sell houses. That's a bullshit fucking answer. That's not what you do. What you do, and he goes into detail about this, and I fucking loved this episode because I was like, fucking yes, somebody gets it, right? <clears throat> and he goes out, he's like, you're a realtor. Somebody asks you, what do you do? 
You don't tell them you sell houses. You connect dreams with reality where you can build a family and leave a legacy. That's what you fucking do. The house is just the product. Correct. And <laughs> so like when you said that on the converse, I'm like, did you listen to this episode? Is no, that one? <laughs> never heard it, never heard it. But that's, that's just the facts, man. Like, I think one of the things that entrepreneurs forget and one of the things in the market today that's so common and pervasive is doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Because it, because it works, right? Like tactics and strategies are cool, but again, like I, I got to bring this back to relationships because I think everybody can kind of get it in that way. Like, like heterosexual relationship. If I was going to go talk to a girl and I had this smooth line that just got her to be like, man, I want to go out with this guy. And then we go out and then she starts asking deeper questions. I'm not that guy that gives those lines. That's just a line. So when your customer or whoever starts diving a little deeper, you're not real. You're just this product. So, so when, when you get that and you put that into the context of business as well, you got all these people just perpetrating because they're not being themselves. They're just doing yeah. a thing and it's gross, it's disgusting, and it's quite frankly not going to help you last long. So the other part too is if people understand, like you're doing podcasting, it's not a, I mean, you'd love to get leads today, tomorrow, and every day off the podcast, but it's a long-term strategy. Because someone will listen to this episode in five years and be like, ah, oh, fucking Bryce. Like, I love what he said there, right? <clears throat> People don't think long-term. So the bigger question I think is to answer, how do we convince society to not think that everything is just a swipe away? Things need to be invested in and take some time to build something. Yeah. And that's what the world needs. We need to build <clears throat> things and stick with them so we actually understand what the fuck it takes to be good people to each other. Oh, you're, you're hundred percent right. And that I brought up Jeff Bezos earlier in this and he did one when I think it was on NPR or a similar syndication is that large multinational like conglomerate. And somebody was like, so when you're advertising is this month built off of the back of last month? He's like, when we're, when we're advertising, when we're running market share, when I spend today, the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 90 days, I don't give a fuck about next quarter. I'm preparing for two years, three years, four years down the road. This month's success was built three years ago and every day following. Not last week, not last month, not last quarter. And he goes in, he's like, if people, especially in the online world, would start training their mind to see long-term profitability instead of quick wins, you may invest and invest and invest for months and months and months, but as soon as that faucet stops, you just broke the end of your machine. If you keep that faucet on, even to a small amount, it's just going to residually build up just like water in a levee. Eventually it's going to overflow that dam, right? You got to keep that momentum going. He's like, so when we're investing, when we're doing all of this, we're not thinking short term. We're thinking what is this going to do for the company and how is it going to impact our clients and make their lives easier, make a bigger impact, make a, make a wave, change something in five to 10 years? What's going to happen then? Facts. Just straight <laughs> up facts, man. So, so that also goes back to the other part. If you fall on your face, like, so one example here, this year has it's been quite a difficult one for me business-wise. I'm sure it's not a unique story, but it is also one of mine right? Like I really launched my products in January. And then 
by March, the world was closed. So it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? And you're scrounging around. And again, not a unique story, but it is mine as well. But one thing I, I knew I had to do was keep marketing. So I started this thing of I'm going to post every day to this platform. And then I'm going to post every day to this platform. And I was like, well, whatever happens, people are going to know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Which means that's a long-term thing. Like, so know my name. You know it now or you know it in five years. You'd be like, man, that dude is fucking consistent. I see him everywhere. Who is this guy? Yeah. That's not a one-day thing. Like, people want to grow their following all this huge way. And I'm, and I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, yo, I'd love to get a million followers today, but would you know what to do with those followers? No, you wouldn't fucking know what to do with them. So let's, let's take it back a step. And I made a video about this the other day. And I say 10x thinking is killing your business. And here's yeah. why I believe that. Because Great fucking headline, like, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> 10x, everybody's like, yo, I'm gonna imagine today you had 10 times as many leads as you did last month. That sounds great, but do you have a system in place to run those things? Yes. Do you know? I mean, you do, but I'm saying <laughs> the average person would be like, holy shit, I don't know what to do next. Yeah. Right. Or ad nauseum 10 times the amount of anything in your life it's like holy shit i need to figure out what to do with that and that is paralyzing in itself in its sense especially for a solopreneur so the way i've adjusted this and thought about it deeply is to say let's just do plus one thinking plus one so what can i do one more time today to affect a change and build a better connection with someone can mm -hmm. i send one more message to a person can i post one more piece of content can i make one more video can i make one more call can I send yeah. one more email, right? And if you do those types of things, those add up to 10 times of the results and 10 times of the fortitude to continue. That's number one. And dude, here's the thing. All you need is like a thousand true fans who fuck with you day in and day out. And you just run the multitudes. Like if you have a hundred thousand fans paying you a hundred dollars a year, hundred thousand. You have a thousand fans paying you a thousand dollars a year. You're a million dollar business. Yeah. You don't need to be huge. You can be mini and you can be mighty. Stop thinking so big and start thinking huh? where you can actually affect. Move the one brick today. Don't think about how to build a machine to move 10 because you can actually do that one brick thing to fucking day. Yeah. And I love I love the fact that you brought up the thousand. So Brunson talks about it in one of his books, Dotcom Secrets. And it's it's probably the most valuable part of that book that nobody fucking pays attention to. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, what's this tip? What's the strategy? What's this outline? How do I use this? But he goes in depth on this. And he's like, look, you need a thousand people. You get a thousand subscribers. Worst case scenario, one to three percent buy. You sell a thousand dollar product. You just made three grand every time you launch an email to a thousand people. You have a subscription product. You've got them residually for an LTV. You have good market penetration, engagement. You build a community. You actually have relationships with those people. Those thousand people are going to talk about you to a thousand other people. people. Now you've got a following. It's You don't need to go out and all the, like, if you compare my audience to like Grant Cardone's audience, Grant Cardone's got a fuck ton more people that follow him, right? Yeah. And, and in respect... I mean, oh, the dude's sorry. rolling around in, in 737s. Dude's got a machine, right? Facts. That doesn't make my machine worth any less. I'm just not to his stage yet. Dude, I, on that note too, one thing I think is really interesting in this market too, right? 
and we're in our 30s, so I think we've also become men who we know we know who we are, right? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't need to deal with that. In my <laughs> 20s, I was like, who can I be like? Like, it's like, no, who do I like and how can I make I, what they're doing work for me? Just right? to point out, I'm 28. Okay, well, I'm in my 30s, but you get it. You're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Once you cross that magical barrier, you'll get there. But one of the things about that is once you know kind of what you're looking to do, you just commit to serving the shit out of those people. Like, mm-hmm. like some of the stuff we talked about. And like, uh, if, if you were to look on Instagram, like I, we talked for like 10 minutes, I took six pages of notes and I'm already getting results off of this shit. Yeah. It's like, if you just do the work and you talk to your customers and ask them what they want and you give it to them and they're like, man, thank you so much. Was that helpful? How can I help you? Do you know anybody else who has the same problem? They'll be like, yeah, thank you. It's about building trust. Do people know you? Do people like you? And can people trust you? And if you can do those three things, then they're going to buy from you. And then they're going to call their friends and be like, this is the shit you need. It's not hard in concept. It's a lot to do. But if you're shooting for, (coughs) it's another analogy I like. You remember as a kid, you might've stacked up dominoes on the table. Yeah. Right. So let's pretend that these two things are dominoes. Mm -hmm. If they're this far away from each other and I knock this one over, it's not going to hit this one. Right, it's just not going to do it. If it's here, we have a chance to make a connection and make something fall over. People think that this is the next step. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is get this one step. Yeah. Think smaller. Think plus one. Don't think ten x because you're just going to paralyze yourself. Well, and I, I love I love the plus one analogy here because one of my favorite topics, uh, and I've talked about this a few times, is I had Chantel Turner on in an earlier episode. And she's a rock star, and she kind of she kind of put a, a name to this. Like it's her thought process that she does in part of it, and it's easy versus simple. And it's you hear about I can make money online. It's easy. Well, yeah, no, like it's a fuck, <laughs> it's a fuck ton of work. It's a lot but of it, work. But it's simple. It's not hard. It's simple. It's not that it's easy it's that it's simple Simple. yes and i think that's a really good differentiation because your thought process here is yeah 10x is hurting you because you think you have to hit this like for me it would be if i compared myself to grant cardone there's no comparison there he's he's light years ahead of me in just pure time of being in the marketplace right but like i said earlier that doesn't make my machine any less valuable I just haven't put in the time that he has and every walk your own path and every brick and every day and every piece of contents, one step closer to my version of that. But it's not because it's easy to do. It's because it's simple to do, but everything is one of my favorite quotes is life is easy. Business is easy. Love is easy. It's humans who complicate it. Mm. And it, it really is. If you think about it, we need food, shelter, water, and companionship. A business needs food, customers, shelter, a tax haven, water. <laughs> uh, what would water be? Content. And relationships. Relationships. There's a business. Yes, sir. It doesn't need everything else. That Those four, there are seven total pillars to any business. And my man Trey talks about it all the time. Four of them are your foundation. A stool doesn't need more than three to four legs to stand. The more you put, the more secure it'll be. Yeah, but it's still up. We complicate things. 
We do. And we complicate things for arbitrary fucking reasons, right? <laughs> like one of the biggest hot topics right now is this whole political thing that's been going on for fucking four years and decided to become d- this big hot mess now. But even <laughs> I had Shlomo share on yesterday and his show's going to come out in a couple days. And he's like, look, ha- your country's divided. Half of your people are super democratic. Half of them are super Republican. There's like no middle ground. Y'all stopped talking for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, but up, he's Canadian. He's like, all of us up here in Canada are like, love him or hate him. Trump did do one thing that nobody else in the world's done during this pandemic. Put his people fucking first. Trump got a guaranteed contract with Pfizer and Bayer and like six other pharmaceutical companies that says that if they're going to make a vaccine, America gets it before everybody else. No other leader in the world did that. Whether you hate the dude or not, he stood on whatever his platform was. And that goes back to, this isn't a political conversation, but it goes back to one of you and mine's biggest qualities is be true to your fucking self and stand for something. If you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. So (laughs) this segues into kind of our next conversation, okay? We've talked about the socioeconomics. We've talked about just doing the damn thing, right? How have you pivoted? And how would you recommend people listening pivot for when, when life just smacks you across the face, right? Like a lot of people listening to this get stunned. They're like, what just happened? But you've done a really good job of adapting. How would you recommend that people that just get right across the face adapt? Ooh. This one is a hard one and it's going to be slightly different for everybody, but I'll, I'll give you an example. I was walking on the beach because I live close to the beach. So I got to do a plug for just, my, just, my hood just, right now. Just rub that in. Why don't yeah, you? just have to. <laughs> I, I'll, mail, I'll mail you a, a bucket of sand just to piss you off. <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd had a particularly tough sales call, right? Like we're on it, we're going for it and, it and it didn't work out the way that I wanted, unfortunately. So I went for a walk on the beach, just pissed off. And what I usually do when I'm getting a little stressed is I just literally go in the water because it's like... Let's, let's recenter and, and get back to it. And as I was walking in the water, I saw this woman coming back and she had a shirt on that said, all you need is less. And I was like, fuck, that, that is so profound. And I was like, and I ran and put it on my whiteboard and you can see right over there. Yeah. And I was just like, less. So my first thing is when shit hits the fan, we always tend to think, what am I not doing that I could do instead? But if you really take an inventory of even the amount of items you have in your house, what is what can I remove? That's the, the first thing that I think of, like, what can I get rid of that is taking lots of time, causing me more stress or getting in my way? So I think that's the first thing I would say for anyone to identify is what is getting in your way? So I do a thing called the frustration sprint. So like on the 18th or 20th of every month, I pull up a Word document, put 20 minutes on the calendar, and I just write everything that's just bothering me, getting my way, causing me friction or pissing me off. And then I'll pick like the top two or three and I'll be like, oh wait, I don't need to, that's in the trash, let's get rid of it. So the the framework I use with that in the frustration sprint is is a mental exercise. And I call it name it, tame it, claim it. In our heads, when we get smacked across the face, Mm -hmm. we have these obscure thoughts of like, oh my God, this is such a huge thing, it's gonna kill me. So it's not a real concept until you put it on paper and then you've named it. So it's a thing now. 
and then you've tamed it by putting it in a piece of paper. It's in a box of its own. It's not obscuring your head. And then you can claim it because now since it's on a piece of paper, we can put a plan to attack it, get rid of it, or put it on the back burner for later. So those are the first set of things that I think of. The second part is once I figure out what is less, I start to say, okay, how can I be more consistent with what I am good at and what is working well? So when I say, I, I found the silver, silver bullet, it's consistency. Yeah. Show the fuck up <clears throat> every day without stopping and think longer term. Because even with this pandemic and everything else, I think I read something about Warren Buffett too in the Intelligent Investor, the part of it that I read. No matter what's happening in the markets, the economy or anything else, human nature is always consistent. Yeah. Something you can bet against. When there's fear, when there's greed, when there's, there's obscurity, there's always consistencies across history. Bet there. And so when you, when you do less and you name it, tame it and claim it, and you're consistent, you're gonna to start to see more patterns. And when I started to see that, that pivoted me from, from just working on one platform to moving on to Facebook, which is getting me great results. Mm -hmm. And then just flooding the market with content and having people see me every day and showing up as who the fuck I am, not as somebody else suggests I should be. And yeah. that's what's been working for me so far. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I dig it, man. All right. So now here's the last segment. This one's always, it's always interesting because some people go one way, some people go another. This one's up to your interpretation. Okay. So we've got to wrap up, but before we wrap up, there are three things that I need from you. Three favors. Okay. Favor one, you get to choose the gold nugget you drop. You get to name it, tame it, and claim it, as you put it, in today's show. <laughs> gold nugget two has to be what would you tell the people listening to look out for how to seize an opportunity or what to really kind of look forward to, or, or even a mental exercise to help them get through the holiday season, especially this year. Cause we're right at that crux. where like the normal holiday crazy on top of the COVID crazy. It's just like a bunch of drunken sailors playing Jumanji and socially distant. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the third, the third favor is where can people find you? give a quick elevator pitch and how can they connect with you and, and really just get to know you? Okay. Okay. First one, golden nugget. I think I dropped it just earlier. The silver bullet is consistency. I'm going to say that one over again. Like that is, that is the key. Think long-term about what it is you want for your life and then wrap your business around that and fucking do it every day without question, no matter how small, just don't quit doing it. And the example I have for the people out there, if you go to my Facebook page, which is one of the places you can find me, I'm on day 65 of putting out a video every single day. And I don't have plans of stopping because I actually like it, it's fun. And per our conversation, Bryce, being omnipresent is one of the best ways to run every platform, have people know you, see you, respect you, like you, and build that trust. So I would just say, do not stop showing up for yourself first because that underlying context of people seeing you every day builds a certain trust subconsciously. It's like, wow, this person really gives a shit about the message they have. And that will drive people towards you as well. That's number one. And then the second one, so what would I tell the people about managing this strange holiday season? I think 
one of my other philosophies is I have a huge morning routine. We would I need another podcast to talk about that, but I literally <laughs> have about a two hour thing I do every weekday morning. And it just kind of settles me back into my life for myself and what I'm thinking about. And I'm not here to tell anybody to take two hours of their day in the morning or get up at 4.30 like I do. But what I will say is you have no business giving eight hours to a thing if you can't give yourself one hour a day. So in the holidays, if you're around people or not, chances are you've become a little detached from who you are and what you want with this whole COVID thing and not being able to run your normal routine. I'm just like you, I have as well. But one of the things that's been mega helpful in settling me down and helping me make big leaps like moving to another country in a pandemic is taking that time to just listen to myself and how I feel. And I do that first thing in the morning. So if you're feeling a certain way and you don't know how to interrupt or interpret things, take 10 minutes, put your phone on silent, set a timer and just sit down and see how you feel. Check in with yourself. That's the best thing you can do for yourself any time of the day, any time of the night, any time of the year, and especially in the times that we're in. Last but not least, brother. Last but not least, where people can find me. So uh, I'm, you can find me on Facebook. Steven Steers is, is my name. You can see my hair, my face, jump in on that. Instagram is a great place to get in touch. I'm working on a thing called Speaker Genius, which is helping people who are experts tell and share their genius through public speaking. So it's gonna help you be the most boss speaker that you can be. It's gonna help you build out a presentation that actually converts. And we're gonna help you actually get booked on things like podcasts and on stage to get you some of that moolah to build your brand. So it's about showing up authentically because, hey friends, there's a lack of leadership in this whole marketplace and there's a big chasm and people like Bryce and myself are driving right towards the middle of that thing. And if you want to join us, it's going to take you being the person that you are, not being the person that people are telling you to be. So get in touch. Steven Steers on every platform. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for having me, brother. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Now, as a favor to me and all of the inbound secret. Yes, sir. Anybody that connects with with Steven over here, I want you to record a voice snippet and call him Stefan <laughs> and just send it to him in his PM. Send, <laughs> send, send it. I, I accept those. I accept those. <laughs> but, but you have to say Preston sent me. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, you have to say Preston said, say Stefan. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, this is this is so much fun, dude. Thank you for thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. We'll have to do it again. Uh, I know you've got a routine going on, and I'm I'm thinking you're gonna go hit the beach. That's what I'm thinking. Rooftop barbecue with a pool, and then beach later. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna freeze my ass off for a little bit because it's 30 degrees here, 32 to be specific. But it was a pleasure having you on, brother. Uh, let's connect afterwards and keep in touch. This was another episode of the inbound secret. This is the inbound secret. My name is Bryce and I'm your host for the inbound secret where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is the Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is the Inbound. This is the Inbound. This is the Inbound.